Thank you, Nick. Wasn't quite the uh, Ric Flair introduction that we had talked about, but uh, I'll take it. So, <laughs> yeah, I was working on my woos, but uh, we won't go with that. So, well, good morning. Uh, thank you all very much. As Nick said, I'm Thomas White, one of the deacons here. Blessed to be one of the deacons here, at Grace Chapel. Um, and uh, a few weeks ago, as Jake and the team were preparing to go to Mexico, he'd reached out to me and asked me if I'd be willing to speak um, on Sunday morning. Um, and I can tell you my first answer was not yes. Um, I definitely had to, had to think about it and pray about it, because um, as Nick said, it is, it is a little different getting up here and uh, looking at all you and hoping that I say something that helps you all as well, too. But, um, you know, after um, we actually had a deacon's dinner, and during that, that dinner, I just felt really moved that this was what I was supposed to be doing. Um, so I did tell Jake yes, and I'd been praying about it as well, too, and just felt really compelled to do this and, and share. So uh, excited to have this opportunity. Um, so after I said yes, you know, I'm trying to think of, I didn't want to just get up here and talk about me in Babylon. I wanted to make sure it was tied back to something that the Lord had shared uh, as well, too, and uh, to score some cool points. One morning, I was flipping through Instagram, and I had been just praying for a verse, something that would stick out and could go along with what I wanted to share today. And uh, I came along a post that share, uh, said six ways that, that God shows he loves you. And the first one uh, was uh, verse Jeremiah 29, 11, which will be up here, which says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. Um, so today, that's really what I want you all to focus on, too, as I share. You know, the Lord does have a plan for us, even when it may not seem like it or, you know, you don't feel that he's there working on you. There is a plan that the Lord's working on, and I promise you it's way better than anything you could ever imagine as well, too. So um, today, uh, as I share my story, when I was thinking about it, I'm like, oh, I'm going to break it up in three parts, you know, like early childhood, you know, teenage years, all this other stuff, and I'm like, we don't have that much time, so... <laughs> I'll spare you the, uh, the long story, and uh, I'll share two parts of my testimony that I feel really speak to this verse um, and that really stand out to me. Um, so the first one is um, after I turned 21. So to give you some context, you know, going to church and, uh, you know, having faith was, was nothing that I did on a regular basis, I would say, um, for a lot of my life. You know, early years, uh, we attended church till I was about nine or ten years old, and then uh, just kind of became something that we would do occasionally. It wasn't the every Sunday kind of thing. You know, I knew the Lord, um, and I would pray and, and speak to the Lord, but it wasn't, it was more of a reaction than more of a part of my daily life. Um, <clears throat> and I can say that really up until I, I got here, so, um, and we'll get to that part, but um, fast forward into when I uh, had turned 21. So I'd been working, you know, I finished high school, wasn't really sure what I wanted to do with my life. I um, had an opportunity. I was, uh, at the time I was working for Red Lobster and um, somebody had approached me and said, you know, hey, you, you do very well here. I think you do really well in management. And I didn't really know what I want to do with my life and had an opportunity and didn't include school, which was never a, a great thing for me. Um, so I'm like, okay. So, so I started working towards that as something to, to do in my life as a career. Um, so shortly after I turned 21, I moved to Jeff City, Missouri, which if you all don't know, uh, my wife and I are from Missouri. We've been here for about four years now, but Jeff City's right in the center. It's the capital of Missouri, um, and I was going to work at a Red Lobster there to be a manager to kind of start my career. Um, during that time, too, I had been, um, you know, dating uh, somebody from high school that we had dated for many years and, and uh, went back and forth, and, you know, I kind of, I went ahead and, and um, moved on my own and went down there and got settled and stuff like that. And uh, so it was a, a new city, uh, starting my career uh, with a girlfriend at the time back in, in Missouri um, that I felt very compelled to, um, 
you know, make my wife. And, um, you know, so working through that, um, eventually we got engaged and, and she moved in or moved down to Jeff City. And, um, you know, shortly after we got married. Um, and the part I want to share about is how it didn't turn out well. Um, so, you know, life was really exciting. Everything was great. Had a, you know, my career going, was getting ready to get married. I was engaged, you know, I was kind of out on my own and uh, was really excited about it. Um, you know, and if anybody knows me, I feel that you could, you could see the Lord has, I would say, blessed me, but also it can be, I wouldn't say a curse, but it can be a downfall sometimes too. Uh, when there's something I'm going after, I go at it full force. I don't go just halfway, you know. So when I f- fell in love, I was in love, you know. I was ready to make that commitment, um, you know, and, and make that choice for the rest of my life. And unfortunately, that wasn't the plan that the Lord had for me at that time. So, um, so uh, my former wife and I, we were married in October of, I can't remember the year now. It's been so long ago, but 2011, I believe, somewhere around there. And um, just a few few months later in January, um, she decided that Jeff City wasn't the right place for her anymore. She wanted to move back to St. Charles, so that's where we were originally from. And um, you know, it was a really, really tough time in my life with um, just going through some things that I, I just wasn't expecting to face in my life and um, wasn't the plan that I had in mind either uh, by any means. Like I said, I was, I was committed and, and ready to spend my life with, with her. Um, but as you'll see, the Lord has way better plans for us than, than you could ever imagine. So, um, so sharing again, new city, no friends. You know, I had a job, and that, that essentially became my life for the most part. Um, and, and soon, soon there, uh, after we arrived, I was there by myself again, um, not really knowing what I, what I needed to do or um, where to go from there. So, um, you know, my life turned into going to work, and that was about it, and coming home most nights. Um, and I did, uh, along the way, I did befriend a gentleman named Jeremy. And uh, Jeremy was, um, I'm trying to think of the right thing to say for Jeremy. He was, he was something. He was a character. I don't know if he was the right person for me in my life at that time or not, but uh, the way it unfolded, I would say he was. But, um, um, you know, my life turned into, as I said, go, going to work. And then as I started hanging out with Jeremy, it would be like, hey, let's go grab a drink. And then we'd end up drinking and doing, uh, you know, and hanging out and stuff like that. So my, my life really evolved around going to work, and then where were we going to go have a drink that night? Um, and it was a pretty pretty dark, rough place in my life, I would say, uh, really being heartbroken and not really having anybody there to rely on. Um, you know, so that, that's really what life life became. But um, the, the good part about Jeremy and the, um, I would say, the drinking, not that that's good, and, and the excess that we were, unfortunately, um, was that uh, we had some, some uh, he had a neighbor that every Tuesday night they would play poker. And uh, again, I would, I would uh, share here, I, I don't, don't think the Lord wants any of us to be gambling, but um, um, Tuesday night turned into poker night. So it was like, hey, how quick can I get off work? And how, how quickly can I get over there? And how much money am I going to bring to have some fun tonight? And what am I going to drink? What's my drink of choice? Um, and uh, so we ended up going. And the, the gentleman who hosted the, the uh, poker every night, his name was Nick, uh, and his wife was Jessica. And, um, you know, it's... It, I had been going for, oh, I don't know, probably six months or a year or so, and um, they had a, a friend, a mutual friend, the, the husband and the wife did, um, and her name is, was Bethany, uh, my, my beautiful wife today, and um, it was funny. We can go back and forth. She'd probably disagree with what I'm about to share, as I know, because we go back and forth, but um, our first date 
was set up, and uh, we went and had dinner. She seems to think we had a, a different first date a long time ago, but uh, prior to the, uh, us really forming a relationship. But um, and it was kind of funny how it unfolded as well, too, because um, we had been introduced, and we had hung out a few times and stuff like that, and then uh, I had the opportunity to move to Kansas City, which is about two and a half hours away. Um, and I can't remember what it was. We had hung out sometime. I wouldn't really call it our first date. That's what she seems to think was our first date. But um, so we all hung out together, the four of us, and then I ended up moving to Kansas City for, for a job opportunity and, you know, never really chalked much up to it, didn't think anything else about it. Um, figured, you know, if something was supposed to work out, it would work out. And um, I'll never forget, I was in uh, Home Depot in Lee Summit, Missouri, and I got a text message from a number that I didn't recognize, uh, which was Bethany. And um, I can't remember what it says. But uh, they uh, always used to joke and call me T-Pain. That was my, my uh, nickname um, for some reason. I can't even remember right now why. But um, it was part of the text message. I do remember that part. <laughs> um, but anyway, and that's where our relationship really began. Um, so again, I was two hours away, you know, working in, again, another city, new city. Um, and my, my days turned into working in, in Kansas City five days a week. And on my two days off, I drive back to Jeff City to spend, spend time with Bethany. Um, and it turned out to be uh, pretty amazing as far as how it worked out for us. So um, honored to share that, you know, Bethany and I have been married for going on eight years, right? Okay, yeah, got that one right. All right, eight years uh, in February, um, and we have two, two beautiful children, our six-year-old daughter, Paisley, um, who's a spitting image of her mother, and then uh, I have my own little mini-me as well, too, Bentley, who's three, um, and two of the best blessings uh, that I've ever had on this earth. Um, outside of my wife. So the thing I would share about this part is, you know, during this time, I wasn't praying or anything like that. I didn't really know how to pray or what to pray about either. Um, But what I would share is similar to the verse that even in the times where, you know, you're not seeking the Lord and and looking for him, he's still there. He still has a plan for you. Um, And even when it doesn't seem like um, you know, it's working out the way that you think it should. He's still working on things. You know, I never thought I would get married and get divorced. You know, it's not something I'm proud to share about in my life, um, but it's a part of my life and something that I, you know, as I look back now, I would never change because um, I wouldn't be here and uh, uh, be married to Bethany and have the uh, two wonderful children. So, um, so I would just share with you and closing out this first part, you know, if, if things don't seem great right now, just hold on. He's still working on you, okay? Um, I would encourage you to pray more than I was because um, that will definitely help. But uh, even if that's not something you're comfortable with, keep, keep moving forward. He's got a plan for you, and he will definitely be working on you um, to, to make a great plan for your life. So, um, so that's the first part. Um, second part of my testimony, I, I, I would fast forward some again to when Bethany and I started coming here. So um, about, oh, I'm trying to think. It was... Going on four years ago, four years ago this December will be when Bethany and I officially moved to Knoxville. But um, when we were in uh, in Missouri, uh, we had had Paisley, and we had both kind of felt drawn to trying to find a church um, or something uh, to attend on a regular basis. We felt drawn to be closer to the Lord. Um, And we attended, man, I don't even know how many different churches, and just never felt at home. You know, there was one that we went to probably a handful of times, and we went in, and every time it was different people, you know, it was tons and tons of people, you know, and just never felt at home. Um, and we just kept visiting and trying to, to figure out where was our right place for us. And uh, we just never, never found that in Missouri. And we, we were very prayerful about it and trying to decide, you know, should we keep visiting, you know, the same church? Should we go somewhere else? Was there something we were missing? And, um, 
you know, it ended up that uh, we never found a church in Missouri. Shortly after that, um, I had the opportunity to come here with my job on a temporary basis, and um, even how that worked out was kind of funny as part of the story. Bethany was uh, in school getting her master's, already had a, a job lined up in Missouri, and I had been working towards some things in my career, and we had decided, I think that was in uh, August uh, of that year, you know, said, hey, you know, if things don't work out on my career, by the end of the year, we're just going to pull back and, and we'll focus on you and stay here. And it was about a month to the date that I got a phone call from what would end up being my boss, who's currently my boss, to ask me to come to Knoxville um, and spend some time here on a temporary basis to, to work here. Um, so with uh, Bethany um, working full-time, taking care of our daughter, and, um, you know, uh, getting her master's degree, um, I, I came out here to Knoxville uh, by myself and left Bethany and, and Paisley back in Missouri, which was one of the hardest things that I had done uh, in quite some time as well, too. It was tough being away from, from both of them and being by, by myself again in a new city with no friends and uh, nothing but work. But um, one month went by, you know, I got to visit, I think once during that month. At the end of that month, the temporary assignment um, got extended. I got asked to stay another month, so through the end of November. Um, and about a week after I agreed to uh, stay another month, um, I was actually in Las Vegas with my dad and my brother, and uh, Bethany informed me that we were going to have another baby. <clears throat> um, so in Missouri, taking care of our daughter, pregnant, working on her master's, and working full-time. Uh, needless to say, she had her hands full. Um, but it was kind of crazy because um, we never knew. We came, I came out here never with the intention of this being an opportunity that would be permanent. It was, there was an awareness that it could become permanent, but it was not a, a guarantee um, that, that we would end up here. But we had prayed about it and talked about it as well, too. You know, And if that was the opportunity that was presented to us, that we would definitely pursue it. Um, so... Uh, again, when the opportunity arose, we definitely we were prayerful about it and tried to make sure that this was the right thing for our life and for our family. And at the time, we felt like it was. So we made the decision to move here to Knoxville. Um, and what I would share is that, you know, while we were praying to find a church and find a home in Missouri, uh, Jesus had a bigger, more elaborate plan than we could have imagined and what would happen. So, um, so when we got here, again, Bethany was still in Missouri. Her school, she couldn't, couldn't come to Tennessee and do her schooling, so she'd come for a couple weeks and then go back for a couple weeks, and we ended up buying a house. And during that time, uh, before we bought the house, um, you know, the housing market was pretty crazy at that time, so everything we'd go look at when she was able to come would end up being sold and, you know, never worked out. So um, a lot of our house shopping ended up being on FaceTime. Um, so, and many people uh, tell me that I'm brave for selecting a house without my wife actually seeing it. But um, the part about that I would share, we came down to two houses. There was a house in Hardin Valley and the house we ended up buying uh, when we first moved here. Um, and the funny thing about the house we ended up buying is I remember looking at one of the first weekends I had come to Knoxville uh, just for something to do to get out of the, the hotel. I remember walking through the front door and telling myself in my head, like, oh, I could never live here. You walk in, you can see straight through the windows into the neighbor's backyard and into their home, and I'm just like, you know, I, I can't do that. It was uh, not what I was used to. Um, definitely the, the housing here is quite different than what we were used to as far as how, how close everything uh, was. But between those two houses via FaceTime, walking around with the agent, showed Bethany the one house, and she, she seemed to like it. And then uh, the one I said I... Um, would never be able to live in. We ended up FaceTiming and it had a white kitchen, so that was it for Bethany. So um, that was all it took for her. Um, and what I would share is that it was more than a white kitchen and uh, why we uh, ended up in that, that house. So 
um, as we got settled in, um, more so myself, because Bethany was still in Missouri, as I was getting settled in and stuff, um, when she would come to visit, we noticed that the, the people across the street kept having people over on Sunday morning. And we hadn't met them yet or anything like that, but um, I kept, we kept wondering, like, what in the world is going on there every Sunday morning? And I'm looking out there, there's cigarette butts in my front yard, and I'm like, man. So anyway, <clears throat> we didn't know what was going on uh, across the street. Um, you know, we didn't know if they had some kind of illegal business or uh, what they did, if they worked at all. I mean, I, I'm sure some of you have seen the size of their van. You know, there's a lot of questions when it comes to that, but... Um, but those neighbors ended up being Jake and Amy, and, um, you know, they began blessing us before we even had a chance to get to know them. Um, so uh, a week to the day that uh, Bethany finally moved to uh, Knoxville and Paisley, um, Bethany was uh, about to have, have Bentley, um, and like I said, a week to the day of her coming and, and, you know, fully being in Knoxville, we ended up in the hospital um, and having Bentley about six weeks early. And uh, we hadn't had really a chance to, to meet Jake and Amy, hadn't attended church or anything. We'd seen people roaming around out in our yard and stuff and across the street, but never really had a chance to, um, you know, to get to know them. And um, um, they began blessing us, and I can't remember who started it, but um, these people that we didn't even know started uh, asking if we could, they could bring us meals um, to help take care of us. Um, so we didn't know anybody. We're getting to know our neighbors, and somebody comes over and offers to bring us meals. Um, and I can tell you, for any of you that are here sitting today that brought us a meal, um, it blessed us more than you, you would ever know. Um, and uh, it was great to get to know some people in Knoxville and have a chance to welcome you all in our home um, and what's grown into this today. <clears throat> um, but anyway, so every other day, meals were coming over. We got to meet different people that were attending the church. And at that time, you know, church was in Jake and Amy's living room. Uh, it was pretty small. I want to say maybe 20 people total. Um, so I think we met every family that was attending at that time in a two-week period. Um, but it was just really great to have an opportunity to get to know some people. And through that, we got to know Jake and Amy more. And um, so it, it was such, such a blessing. Um, and really, I would say an answer to some of our prayers as far as um, getting to know some people and feeling settled in Knoxville. You know, anytime you move to a new city, you never know what it's going to be like. Uh, but it was very, very quickly on our hearts that uh, we made the right decision based on some of those things. So um, what I would share about that, too, is that um, as we were praying to find a church, you know, that had kind of ceased a little bit. It was more about getting settled into Knoxville and finding our place. Um, but what I'd share is that Jesus didn't just lead us to a church. He put one right across the street from us. Um, so every day when we'd look out our windows, there was a church. Every day when we'd you know, go out outside, there was a church. Um, so it was pretty amazing um, how our prayers were answered more so than we would have ever imagined in finding a space or a building or anything like that. It was the people right across the street that were the church, um, and they, he brought it right to our front door. So, um, so once Bethany uh, had been... Had, recovered from having Bentley, we decided to attend, and at that point, it had transitioned out of, uh, out of the living room into, into the gym, actually, and, um, you know, we've been coming ever since. We, we attended that one day, and we felt, I would say, at home pretty instantly during that one service, and, um, you know, it's, this has been home for us as far as church, and it's, uh, I would say, it, it, it definitely uh, has been a, a huge blessing for us. Um, so as we fast forward to today, you know, we've been coming for uh, going on four years now, three and a half or so years. Um, I would say for us, as I shared, our prayers have definitely been answered. Um, for Bethany and I, I would say our faith has grown more than I could have ever imagined. Um, and the best part about it was two years ago, um, I got to publicly declare Jesus as my Lord and Savior when Jake and Alex baptized me at our first barbecue and baptism, something that, um, 
you know, I'd been baptized when I was a baby, you know, very young, but nothing that I ever got to choose myself and say that that, was, I, that is what I was committing to. Um, so it's, it's truly, truly a blessing um, and what, what the Lord had planned for me. So, um, you know, this journey has worked out way differently than what we prayed for, but in a much, much better way. Um, I never thought, as Nick shared, that I'd be up here standing, uh, speaking to a church as a deacon of a church. It was never part of my plan. Um, I can tell you that. I just wanted to find one where I felt at home, where I could come in. And some Sundays, come in and get out. And other Sundays, you know, interact with some people and stuff like that. But um, never thought I would be asked to be a deacon of a church. Um, and still not sure why Jake asked me. But, um, <clears throat> and I never thought I'd be asked to stand up here in front of a, a group of people on a Sunday morning speaking either. Um, and something that... Um, well, yes, it's, uh, it can be intimidating and difficult, but something that I would say is truly a blessing as well, too, to get up here and share. So um, I can stand here today and say that Jesus has had the plan for us to find this church and that this church has changed our lives. I truly do believe that, um, you know, in so many different ways uh, that the Lord has blessed us through Jake and Amy and just their friendship, um, the friendships that have grown from just being at this church and the people that we've been blessed to know um, and get to bless as well too. So um, what I would share as I close out this, this second part is that, you know, um, have your prayers and uh, keep them going, but know that whatever it is, it may not work out exactly how you ask it to, uh, to be um, answered. So, and sometimes it's in a better way, sometimes it's not exactly what you wanted and it could be in a worse way as well too, but no matter what it is, there is a plan and there's a reason why you're going through that. So, um, so yeah, I feel like I've talked really quick. I apologize. I, um, I got three things that I would share and, and I'll elaborate a little bit more on here as I, as I close. Um, but the first I, w- I would remind you and something that really stood out to me a couple weeks ago and after I had said yes, after, uh, Pastor Dave Buring from Franklin was here and he was speaking and he, he was at our deacon's dinner and he shared it that evening and then shared it again, but he was talking about how too often in life when things happen, we just chalk it up to coincidence. You know, like, oh, I ran into somebody I hadn't seen in a long time, or, you know, something happened today that just seemed kind of funny, and we just chalk it up to coincidence. And what he shared was that, uh, you know, we shouldn't just say that it's coincidence. That's part of our plan. There's a reason why, you know, that person or that thing happened that day, and it's part of your plan. And the Lord... Um, it's just part of his, what he's doing in your life. And we need to pause and reflect on that, I would say, a little bit more. You know, as I started um, getting ready to speak today, you know, uh, I would say the biggest blessing I got was taking the time to really reflect on what the Lord had done for me. You know, because I think too often we just move through life and we don't even think about what he's done in our lives. Um, and it's been pretty amazing uh, to see all the things that he's done and where where, you know, somebody I would say as broken as me can still end up being, you know, part of, of God's plan and his church and doing things to help others get on the same path as well, too. So, um, so don't just chalk it up to coincidence. Things happen for a reason, um, and we need to be aware of that. And I, I would also challenge you to, for you to take some time, no matter where you're at in your, your journey, take some time and reflect on the thing that the Lord has blessed you with. Um, even if you're in a struggle, there's a blessing that's coming from that. Um, so don't just chalk it up to, you know, he's not listening or he doesn't care about you. He does. Sometimes you got to battle through some things um, so you can be pre- prepared for that next thing. Uh, second part of the, that I would share, is, or second thing I would share is that part of Jesus' plan for, is for us to be connected to a church community. Um, so he intends that for this so much uh, that, as I shared, he'll bring it to your doorstep. 
Okay? I can't tell you how much it's changed our lives being able to be a part of this church. Um, again, things that never think that we would have been a part of or been asked to do in our lives or been able to, to do uh, is because that's what he intends for us. He wants us to be in a community of believers to help us all. You know, I, I would share even today, um, I guarantee you there's those of you sitting out there that can recite the Bible better than me, that can pray better than me and do a lot of things better than me, um, but I, I try every day to be a little bit better. Um, but when you have people around you that can help and support you and, and you know, help guide you in the right direction, it makes a huge difference on, on how you arrive uh, to that. So, so stay connected and get involved as much as you can because it does make a huge difference in your life. Um, and I would also say it makes, makes uh, Jesus bringing your plan to life a little easier as well, too, when you have people surround you. So, um, Lastly, I would share, um, and this is from a, a devotional that I was reading based off of Jeremiah 29.11. It's something I really uh, focused on over the last couple weeks. But the, the devotional said um, that Jesus knows your desires. He knows your plans. He knows your dreams, your fears, and what seems impossible to you. He knows the number of hairs on your head and even cherishes each one of your imperfections. He has plans for your life, plans that, not, or that because they surpass your imagination will bring you closer to him and make you the person you were meant to be. So put Jesus at the center of all of your plans and projects. He knows you, he knows what's best for you, and with him by your side, nothing is impossible. Um, so I would just share with you all, as I, as I have um, in closing from that as well too, Jesus does have a plan for you. He does want to be a part of your life, and he wants you to be a part, uh, you know, doing this journey with him. So wherever you're at today or, you know, where you've been, um, you know, continue to look to him and share with him what you're worried about, what you're working on, what's, what, what you're struggling with. Um, he already knows, but he wants to hear from you and, and how he can help you. Um, he knows what plans you have. And I, as I've shared in many different instances here, the plans you have aren't always the plans he has for you. So don't give up when, uh, you know, you're asking to go right and he sends you left. Because um, whatever's in that left turn will be way better um, in many different ways than what was on that right turn and what you thought um, that he had for you. Um, you know, and I, I would, I would uh, challenge you to pray daily because um, it will make a huge difference. Um, you know, but the biggest thing is no matter where you're at, whether you're, you have a relationship with the Lord or not, he's there with you and then he'll bring you through it one way or the other. Um, and again, you may have to, to suffer for a while um, you know, or be in a rough spot, but uh, he has greater plans for you um, than where you're at right now. So, so don't lose, lose faith. Um, don't turn away from him or anything like that. Instead, turn to him during those rough times, and I'm, I'm confident that he'll bring you through it. So um, I would just say, share thank you all for, for coming. Uh, last week, I put it as a joke at the beginning. When Jake shared that I was speaking, I was afraid nobody would show up, so it was, it was good to see, see you all out here today. Um, but, you know, that, those are the things that I would really share that, and how I've seen the Lord working in me in a couple different ways. One, when things weren't great, and, uh, but how he turned what I would say a pretty bad situation and, and things in my life into something that um, I would have never imagined standing here today. So, um, so don't give up hope. Don't quit praying um, and continue to turn to the Lord no matter where you're at. And if you're not fully there, you know, um, I'll put it out there now. Come talk to me. I'd, I'd, be, I'd love to speak with you uh, and share more. There's a lot more details that I can share about these things and other things in my life. These were just two, two things, two parts of my story that I felt uh, resonated well uh, with what we wanted to share. So, 
Um, so yeah, so that's my story. I would say thank you all very much. I know it's quick. Definitely beat Jake. He told me to stay till 1130, but I figured I'd give you guys an early Sunday. No. Um, I would just close uh, in prayer um, with you all. Uh, dear Lord, um, first of all, thank you for this opportunity uh, to be up here and share my story and, and the work that you've done in my life. Um, I can't thank you enough for all the blessings that you've provided me in my life, um, whether they were you know, difficult ones or, or just ones that were just amazing that uh, I had hoped for and, and prayed for. But um, I pray to thank you more for having a plan for, for not only me, but everybody sitting in this room and everybody on this earth, Lord. Lord, I pray that uh, today that somebody would, have, would hear um, what I'm sharing and truly that, that you do have a plan for everyone, Lord. Um, no matter where they're at in their journey with you, um, whether they've been, you know, on this journey for their entire life or just beginning, Lord, um, you know, I just pray that they would, would be able to stop and reflect on the things that you've done in their life. Um, again, you bless us in so many ways, Lord, um, and I think too often in, in the, you know, the busyness of life, we don't stop and take our time to truly re reflect on the things that you're doing in our lives um, and I just pray to thank you for all the things that you're working on for each one of us individually. We're all in a different place and all have different needs and, and, and different plans. They're all unique to our own. Um, but Lord, I just pray to thank you that you're working on all of them for us um, every day. Um, Lord, I pray to, to lift up our, our group in Mexico as well, too, as we close out. I just pray that uh, tomorrow that they would travel home safely um, and that they would have great stories of the work they've done for you down in Mexico um, and that, uh, you know, they were able to accomplish what they wanted to. But thank you for the men and women that were willing to step away from their, their daily lives to go serve you um, in Mexico and help support the, uh, the folks uh, uh, in Navajoa, and I just pray that you would continue to bless that church um, and continue to show us ways that we can continue to bless them as well, too, because um, we know you have great plans for them down there, too, to, you know, get in that community and continue to spread your word, and we just pray that you would show us how we can help you with that. Um, Lord, uh, thank you. Thank you so much for everything you do in our lives every single day. Um, thank you for the tough stuff that prepares us for the things that are to come, and thank you for the things that are, you know, perfect in every way. And thank you for exceeding our expectations um, when you do uh, roll out those plans. And again, Lord, I just, I just pray that uh, we would all take more time to, to pause and reflect on the great work that you do in our life every single day um, so that we don't just chalk it up to coincidence um, but we do turn to you and see that you're working in our lives every single day, Lord, no matter where we're at. For the people that don't have a relationship with you and for the people that, you know, um, are fully committed to their faith to you every day, Lord, we know that you have a plan for them. Um, just pray that you would continue to unfold that in their life, and, and thank you for doing that. Lord, we love you so much. Thank you for this day, and I pray that you would bless us all. Um, and it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.